0: Yeah. No. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. No,
0: yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I I don't, I've never, I, you, no.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really kind of grosses me out. That was
1: so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and the only thing I hate more than addiction is sex.
0: (laughs) Hi, I'm Molly. (laughs) And I have a real insecurity that I'll never be skinny enough to be murdered by a serial killer.
2: Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm the vocal equivalent of Momo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, welcome, Mark, Uh, our guest. We'll never sleep again after hearing that voice.
2: Um, Last time I was here, you couldn't hear anything because I spoke in too low a register, so I'm really aiming higher this time. Just slap me if I go too low.
1: Do you think? Yeah, you. I thought you your voice shone through last Thank time, you. so keep it going. Because I'm a man.
0: A little bit of yeah, male I'm vocal fry. I'm also a man
1: <laughs> Vo- vocally.
0: You both sound great. Thank uh, you. So, okay, Katie, tell me what we're talking about today. Your intro kind of gave us a taste.
1: I like to give a taste with my intros. I leave little Easter eggs around for you guys. A little moose <laughs> boosh. We're talking about celebrity sex addiction.
0: Yeah. And uh, okay, so when I say celebrity sex addict, who's the first person that comes to mind?
1: To me, Michael Douglas. Michael Which Douglas. Ended up, yeah. Charlie Which, Sheen.
0: Charlie oh duh. Sheen. Okay, so I'm glad you said Charlie Sheen because Charlie Sheen is one that we will not be covering because
1: okay. honestly,
2: because it's been done.
0: We're gonna. What something that I found really interesting about sex addiction is that it's first of all not. It, in the DSM.
2: I was, I wanted, sorry, I wanted to address that. Do we believe in sex addiction? That's
0: what we're going to be covering in this okay, episode. Good. I don't
2: not believe in anything. Wow.
0: <laughs> I think Dude. we should go into this with open minds and open Yeah, I agree. And open legs. And Absolutely. then at oh, the end. We usually have open. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you guys can tell me if you're buying it or not buying it. But it is a controversy. Yeah. It hasn't made it in. It's, bit, it's auditioned. Like, every time they do a new DSM, sex Hello, addiction. Hello, That's how sex
1: addiction walks <laughs> sex in addiction the door. Sex addiction is like,
0: let's go. We're going to do it. This is our year. It's like we
1: have David Duchovny, <laughs> and we're ready to rock.
0: Yeah. And the judges are like, David Duchovny, we've seen Californication. Get out. Get,
1: get out.
0: Yeah. So, uh, So... Are you guys? What, I feel like I'm being very performative. <laughs> you guys?
2: You
1: guys?
0: Um, Molly, we're like, your friends. Talk to us. You guys think like <laughs> sex addiction. Are you guys? This is my like morning DJ persona. You know that thing? You know that thing? When you can't stop
1: having sex. You
0: guys are hearing about this? Wah, wah.
1: That's me playing a soundboard yeah. in our morning show. <laughs> are you guys. <laughs> also, I've told her twice her hair looks insane. She has yet to address the issue. She's
2: getting worse.
1: I've taken pictures. I'm posting them. Follow us on find Instagram on, at Yeah No Yeah Podcast. Find I
2: pictures been, of Molly's hair on Patreon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me. Speaking of Patreon, which we would never do We're to not our worthy. listeners. Yeah. Um I did wanna before we get in too deep into the topic, before we go in yeah. deep. I wanted to remind everybody to write us reviews on iTunes.
1: And we'll read them. Do we We? have any?
0: We have, like, we don't have any real new ones. Uh, Like, I've, like, done the whole under-the-table review swap that you're not supposed to talk about that podcasters do in secret. Um, But, yeah, no, I haven't gotten any authentic reviews. Interesting. From real people. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, also follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Podcast.
1: Our Twitter's blowing up.
0: Yeah, we have over 2,000 followers Ooh. on Twitter. So speaking of Twitter, mm, I put almost out— Almost <laughs> as many Instagram followers as I have.
1: You could say that with a K a When You are Own Daddy Houston. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: um, so I put out a poll on Twitter asking our listeners, asking our audience, is sex addiction real? <laughs> 74% said yes. Yeah. 11% said no. And 15% <laughs> said yes, but only for celebrities. Interesting.
2: Don't you think that's a leading question? Yes, for only celebrity. So- yeah, Sorry. it was it was. It, it
0: was. was leading. But
2: Okay, here's my can I bring up just an initial issue? Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Um I just I take issue with the term addiction. I think oh, that okay. you can have compulsive sexual habits that are unhealthy yes, sex, and detrimental compulsion to your sounds life, better. But Addiction, I think, is a that, troubling word. Yeah, so that, that that
0: frame. lines up with some of the with what's out there, with what the medical, neurological, psychological communities have been saying about it. Um, you're kind of a psychological savant, if you may <laughs> say.
2: I know that's what they tell me in therapy. <laughs> But it's not a good thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sexual addiction, and which is also known as hypersexual disorder, mm. is kind of an umbrella term that encompasses various types of problematic behaviors, including excessive masturbation, mm. check, cyber sex, <laughs> check. <laughs> yeah. Sing along if you know the words. Pornography <laughs> use, sexual check. behavior with consenting adults, telephone sex, strip club visitation, and no, other, I've never been, and other behaviors i literally wanna... checked
1: everything off of that list except I've never been to a strip club.
0: Okay, so while we're yes. checking while we're checking things off lists, um, do you guys want me to give you a quiz yes. from Sex Addicts Anonymous? Yes. Okay, so BuzzFeed.com
2: slash <laughs> no, sex. No, this is it's from... a new vertical of BuzzFeed. <laughs> this is
0: from the actual Sex Addicts Anonymous, which goes off the same twelve step philosophy that Alcoholics Ooh, uh, yeah, Anonymous does. Okay. So, guys, and just answer as honestly as possible, yeah, okay. like the okay. first thing that comes in your head, okay? okay?
2: Green. Is it yes, no, <laughs> or is it like
0: Can you just listen? Sorry. <laughs> do you ha- do you keep secrets about your sexual behavior or romantic fantasies from those important to you? Do you mm. lead a double life?
2: No. No.
0: Have you well, yeah. romantic
2: fantasies we all keep our most devastating <laughs> fantasy I don't. secret, right?
1: I'll talk about it
0: right here. We'll All share right. them now. I've got some
2: animal stuff that I need to get off my chest. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> well, you know, Car- I would call the cops, but I want to hear it because
0: I love you.
2: I'm meeting your dog later, right? <laughs> <I'll
0: call laughs> cartoon animals, He right? likes it, though. I've heard a lot of people say that they like those a- anamorphic 80s. I like
2: oh, anime, no, which is embarrassing. Kidding. Oh, no, I've definitely looked at cartoon <laughs> pornography.
0: Yeah, but not cartoon animals.
2: I've looked at cartoon animals. Okay.
0: <laughs> Mickey Mouse specifically. Oh, okay. I love those
2: big hands. You guys can't white see, but he's really
0: just... <laughs> wearing head to toe Mickey Mouse <laughs> memorabilia. He's a mousephile. Have your desires driven you to have sex in places or with people you would not normally choose? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, duh, duh. duh.
0: duh. Okay, Welcome so so far we're two for two. Does your use of pornography occupy large amounts of time and or jeopardize your significant relationships or employment?
2: No. no. What is a large amount of time? You
0: guys don't jacket at work? I know at least one of you does. And Ooh. I know which one. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: never
0: do you tell. do you frequently want to get from a partner after having sex, do you feel remorse, shame, or guilt after a sexual encounter? Yeah, oh, interesting. Uh, I'm alive, so yeah. I'm a human woman. Yeah, so, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a straight human woman. Yes.
2: So every sexual encounter, every time, lasting guilt and <laughs> revulsion. Yeah,
0: yeah. Every time, I'm like, I had to be straight. <laughs> um, do you? Oh, sorry. Have your sexual practices cause you legal problems? Could no. your sexual practices cause you legal problems? No. no. Yes. His? Really? Yeah. Yours? Mine? Yeah. You said animals. Oh. Does, <laughs> does your pursuit of sex or sexual fantasy conflict with your moral standards or interfere with your personal spiritual journey? No. Whoa.
2: Oh. I mean, my
0: morals. No.
2: I grew up super religious, though. So, oh, like, so forever, sort of, yeah. yeah.
0: See, I feel like I was lied to a lot about the morality of sex. So when I, so I don't feel like it conflicts. I feel like I'm getting revenge on the lies.
2: I love that. Got it, got it, got when it. When I. Every time bah. you take a dick, yeah. No, yeah. That's my You're like, idea. take that Catholic yeah. church. I know you're not Catholic, yeah. but, you know. Baptist. Baptist. Oh, God.
0: Take that potato salad.
2: You Ambrosia know. salad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Take that Wednesday night potluck.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, (laughs) I'm gonna reveal to you guys whether or not you count as sex sex addicts, Uh but not till the end of the episode. So stay tuned. So we're gonna talk a little bit about.
1: I'm horny in this episode (laughs) so far, to be
0: honest. Talk a little bit about uh, why it is that there is this controversy, and then I'm gonna go over some, and we're gonna discuss some of our favorite celebrity sex addicts. Yeah. And Mark it has some little notes in a little notebook. We've already covered share. a
2: lot of my notes, to be honest. Is um, a
0: personal anecdote?
2: Oh, I do actually well, to share we? later. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, like but also I just want to say because I wrote it down, Psychology Today <laughs> estimates that between <laughs> three, 3 and, and 6% percent of the US population identify as sex addicts, and 80 to 85% of those people are male.
0: Yeah, well, we know that. <laughs> I love, I love when someone's like, "I did some research," and then I'm like, "Oh, the first page of Google search results." Just <laughs> yeah. makes fun of my Look googling, molly. and I don't bring it up anymore. <laughs> 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 oh, like the first—it's like that first thing that Google's like, "This is probably what you want to know." That like first little cube—they <laughs> just like write down what. We don't in have there. time to drink coffee. Go to the library. <laughs> Katie's referencing something our <laughs> listeners don't know about, which is something no, i spoken know to her about. No, they know you
2: drink kappa. They're aware of what you're they like. They can hear it in your voice.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a day yesterday. I'm sorry
2: I didn't bring a peer-edited <laughs> journal with refutations. I know. What do you want? Three to six percent, okay? <sighs>
0: Three neither- to six. Molly. <laughs> so, just to reiterate, neither sex addiction <laughs> nor porn sex. Three to six percent. Sorry. <laughs> We're neither neither sex addiction nor porn addiction are diagnosable diseases. They're not re- uh, recognized by the DSM five or the NHS, the British National Health Service.
2: I will also say that <laughs> sex addiction, sex addiction <laughs> slash hypersexuality, uh, didn't even make it into. The Section Three holding pen (laughs) to get into the DSM Five, so they weren't even like interested.
1: The holding pen. I don't know
2: exactly (laughs) what that meant, but I read it and I wrote it. No, I love that. It's basically just that scientists weren't. They're like, we're not even interested. Yeah, they didn't even consider this something that needed more exploration. They were like, no, absolutely not. That's not going in our precious book.
1: So uh, I'm glad that <laughs> they're homosexuality is.
2: Uh-huh. Aha! Not, not anymore. Not anymore. But hungry. it was. It was until like very recently. recently. Yeah.
0: So the World Health Organization has added it to its international classification of diseases list. And paradoxically, although hypersexual disorder was rejected by the American Psychiatric Association for uh, DSM-5, uh, on October In October 2015, the use of the diagnostic codes of ICD-10 became obligatory in the United States, enabling its diagnosis. And ICD-10 is, like, compulsive hmm. sex. So it is, so it is like, and it isn't.
2: Okay. So it's, like, will nationally we don't, they? but, like, worldwide we will.
0: Interesting. Yeah, you know, I'm not like qualified federal versus law.
2: Okay, fine.
1: Look, I'm just we saying. We should have brought a psychologist on this episode.
0: Yeah, I suggested this over to our friends at LA Not So Confidential. Ooh, so if oh they're listening, God, they're great. I and hope some professionals can cover this. What
2: makes you think I'm not a doctor?
0: <laughs> what no, you're nothing. wearing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this pink hoodie doesn't say doctor to you, it
0: says doctor daddy. <laughs> okay,
2: it actually says doctor daddy. Really yeah, that it. just says it in there. calligraphy. <laughs>
0: Uh, So concerns were raised about adding new diagnoses to the DSM because there isn't, it's just, there's not a lot of scientific research out there. Um, They haven't done anatomical and functional imaging. They haven't done molecular genetics, pathophysiology, epity the list goes Mm, on. It just hasn't been looked at that. (laughs) Pathophysiology. It just hasn't been looked into that closely. And it's also, there's a a hesitation to pathologize sexuality. And it's usually – so now when it's – when they talk about sex addiction, it's usually like, okay, well, it's – the the vibe I got is that psychologists seem to be saying that if you have sexual disorders that you feel like you can't control, you've got something else going on. Interesting. And that's why you're having these compulsive sexual behaviors. Like maybe you're
1: bipolar or manic and then you have this other thing as a symptom is what they're saying.
0: That, that is not precisely what they're saying, but it's like, okay, so like a lot, of, a lot of times what people describe as sexual addiction comes along with other addictions. Got it. And right. like addictions is something that you can define because it's like alcohol and heroin are things that you can develop physical dependencies mm-hmm. right. on. So that's technically like the strictest definition right. of gotcha. an addiction. So sex wouldn't really fall into that. But it's, they've, it's been noted that what we consider, what, what's called hypersexual disorder, mm-hmm. is often accompanied by other issues got it, like that. Got it. Got it. So, um, one author <laughs> who is sort of speaking out against saying, like, we can't pathologize just having a lot of sex. Um, He said that—and one of the things that they tried to, like, use as a definition of hypersexual disorder is you're having sex to the point where you're putting yourself in danger. So maybe that's what could count as a sex addiction. But then this one author uh, said—stated that engaging in highly desired and pleasurable activities despite potential risks for harm is Mm. normal. And by Mm. such reasoning, scuba diving, mountain climbing, and freeway driving can be indications of a psychiatric disorder. Yeah, there another important point to mention that because it hasn't been really seriously studied that closely there are no there are no research backed treatments for sex addiction or porn addiction. Porn addiction and video game addiction also not in DSM, also not yeah. like officially real yeah. diagnosis. It, it
2: all just seems to fall under like the compulsive behavior category. Because like people work out compulsively yeah. and that can be or that can put you at risk of injury. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So on webMD which mm-hmm. I guess, is not whatever. The, but they, their summary was us. You have cancer. That's <laughs> it. You're googling this, you have cancer.
2: I've watched porn for 20 hours straight, you have cancer.
0: <laughs> you have a tumor in your penis and it's telling you to do that. <laughs> uh, sex addicts. Uh, according to WebMD, are not simply people who crave lots of sex. Instead, they have underlying problems, stress, anxiety, depression, shame, that Mm. drive their often risky sexual behavior. So WebMD was kind of like saying, like, it's part of other stuff. Anxiety and depression is something that has come up more than once in what I've been reading. So I did find, uh, so we think of like celebrity sex addicts, there's usually this uh, kind of funny thing where it's like they get, caught doing something bad, mm-hmm. which we'll get into, and then they're like, well, I'm a sex addict, so that explains it. But there are people who describe themselves as sex addicts, like a woman that I found on uh, on YouTube... Um. Who? Uh. She de- She had. Um. Uh, she described herself as a sex addict because she kept putting herself in unsafe situations, and she wanted to have specifically really degrading and unsafe sex. Mm-hmm. But then Same. she also went through uh, a lot of sexual abuse yeah. as a child, and so it's kind of like that's her uh, way of that's something like
1: working that.
0: Out. Yeah. So and again, so that's not really that's not no a, that has an underlying yeah that has yeah an underlying thing. I feel
1: like that some of the women I read about just like not like claiming that they had sex compulsions, all of which had childhood abuse. Yes. So with women, I think it really falls from like being raped or molested. And then this is a way of working through it.
0: Yeah. Her name was uh, Jace Downey, if any of you are I, interested. Yeah,
1: I, that's who I, I looked at. Her she has stuff a YouTube too. channel mm-hmm. and then
0: Barcroft TV did an interview with her. Uh, and then when That's I was looking at, I when I was initially looking like so famous people who have sex addictions, the people who were women were Lindsay Lohan yep. and then just a bunch of porn stars. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm generalizing. But I think that that is also a generalization you can say about women in the porn industry. It's a lot of them have had unwanted. They've been. Or been exploited in as, some way. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's yeah. also
2: though I would say like a. Like, a man can come forward, a famous man, and say, like, I have a sex addiction. And it's one thing. And if a famous woman comes forward and says, I have a sex addiction, I mean, our tendency to desexualize, like, except, you know, when we want to, but, like, they don't have, like, sexual agency. And so, like, when a woman comes forward and says it, it's, like, a different thing. And so I would imagine that people who are in, like, the adult film industry Mm -hmm. or even, like, models who, like, pose in Playboy, they Mm -hmm. already have, like, a certain... Right. Like sexuality attached to them. And so maybe yep. you just feel more comfortable saying, like,
0: that's true. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just saying that I think they were all abused as children because I'm tempted to just say that women are more likely to be. Yeah. But hey, but look, we don't really, we don't know anything. Uh, but I want to emphasize a disclaimer. Well, we don't we're, know anything. <laughs> yeah. In case that wasn't clear, yeah. I think they get it. Other than no,
2: Dr. Daddy in this corner. <laughs> yeah. No one here has a medical He's degree. got it. <laughs>
0: So um, from a 2008 Reuters article about David Duchovny— Um, They did an interview with uh, Dr. Steve Eichel, an addiction specialist who Mm. works in Delaware. I don't know why they felt the need to include Delaware. That's the sexiest state. He's a specialist, (laughs) but he works in Delaware, so whatever. But, like, don't take him too serious. (laughs) (laughs) Delaware expert Steve Eichel said the—
2: Dover native Steve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The concept of, he said, the concept of sexual addiction is a controversial one, and that's because it is difficult to define. Thanks, Steve. Steve. <laughs> there are a lot of people who are critical of the concept because we live in a society that tends to over-medicalize and which makes mm. every behavior which deviates from the norm an addiction yeah. or a disorder. Yeah. Hmm. Um, The American Association of Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, ASECT for short, mm. uh, they put out their official position on sex addiction, and they said, uh, ASECT recognizes that people may experience significant physical, psychological, spiritual, and sexual health consequences related to their sexual urges, thoughts, and behavior. ASECT recommends that its members utilize models that do not unduly pathologize consensual sexual behaviors. Uh, They added, they do not find sufficient empirical evidence to support the classification of sex addiction or porn addiction as a mental health disorder. So they've spoken. Wow. Okay. The people have spoken of ASEC. Um Nicole Prowse, uh, who's a neuroscientist who studies sexual behavior, uh, says that um, she said in an interview with Newsweek, uh, I think that it is most likely related to having a high sex drive in combination with having a lot of social shame. For example, according to Prowse, the best predictor of being called a sex addict is either having a conservative religious background or getting caught cheating. Mm. So I, right before I came here, uh, my friend Katie was telling me that another Katie, sorry, more than one Katie it's in my It's okay. Life. You'd never
1: call me your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, they know.
0: <laughs> she was telling me about how there's this long Reddit thread by Mormons who mm. talk about how they feel like they've been victimized by the sex addiction industry that's in Utah so there are a ton there's a surprising number just like there's a surprising number of multi-level marketing places Utah is wild if I've learned anything this year it's that if you want to start a crazy business that makes no sense go to Utah that's where you want to end up but there are a lot of sex addiction clinics and treatment Mm -hmm. centers there and a lot of Mormon men are told like if you watch porn you are a sex addict
2: oh yeah so, you can understand how
0: a lot of Mormons would think that they're sex you know, addicts. I might be a sex addict. Yeah. And meanwhile, I've been
2: sex three times today <laughs> <Yeah, same>. all day. <laughs> and it is noon.
0: And meanwhile, they're like, they're like only having sex with one woman for their entire lives. And yes. they're like, I'm a sex addict. Lock me up. It's so sad.
1: And yeah, lock them up. And also,
0: lock them Come up. up. <laughs> we don't need Mormon men, right? <laughs> no, we don't our need them. Just lock all men up. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of David Duchovny, every
1: time I hear that name, I sing the song in my head. What Go ahead, song? you know it. No, David Duchovny, why don't you love me? <laughs> no. Oh, you guys were not. I didn't. And we'll play it here.
0: <laughs> I, Just kidding. And we'll play it now. We'll play it at the end. Yeah, we're gonna play it at okay, the end. Right. <laughs> we always play <laughs> it at the it end. I have it saved. Um, so David Duchovny, Californication is a show. Based about that David Duchovny starred in for you youngins who don't know, and he's from the X
1: Files for all you youngins, super that don't youngins, know. yeah, people that don't know the X Files are
0: gross. Um, so California was on from 2007 until 2014. Are you serious? I never watched it.
2: Who I, is watching that show? David Duchovny. I watched.
0: Duchovny. <laughs>
1: I, watched <Watching>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> I watched a pilot of it.
1: Terrible. You couldn't watch I mean, it, right? Sure. You said
2: like it wasn't good.
0: Unbelievable. Because he's bad. Yeah, but also the writing was really um, just unforgivable.
2: Also, is it like gross? Are we – do we think it's gross that he essentially like capitalized on what for other people, especially for women, Mm. would have been like a career-ending like kind of scandal? Um, I don't know. I just think it's weird. What was his scandal?
1: Sex addiction? I mean, yeah. He
2: came out as like a sex addict. Okay. But – California's, California's had to former suffer wife. Through it.
0: Yeah. Well, hold on, guys. While you guys just freestyle <laughs> with things you vaguely remember, I have it all right well, here. Well, yeah, we've heard, heard enough from you. <laughs> oh, okay. So all right. California, Californication started in 2007. He checked himself into sex rehab in 2008.
2: Oh, weird. I assumed it's like chicken and yeah. egg. Am I right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he and Taya Leone separated in 2008, got back together, oh. separated in 2011 filed divorce in 2012, good, 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 finalized in 2014, we're spotted jet skiing together as recently as this winter. Oh well, my He God. seems Do like they- a good jet ski partner. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like just as pals.
2: Yeah. Do they have children together? That's a question. Yeah,
1: they have two. Okay, Wait, well then what maybe. What does Tay Leone see. look like? Now I'm actually confusing her with someone. Okay,
2: else. you know that there's a show that also no one watches, much like California Cation. Also, no one watches it. Um, Madam Secretary, I think is what it's oh, called. Oh God, hold on. Picture a white woman who looks like a lot of other white women.
1: I would describe. She's in gonna... hereditary? Who is in hereditary? That's Tony Collette. No. That's who I confused her with. I know who Tay Leone is. Okay. Now.
0: Um, I was about to describe her as miscellaneous blonde woman. Yeah, like God, that's okay, that's what yes. that's how she would appear in a script. Yeah, but, but she's, she's also a national
1: like, treasure.
2: Yeah, and, and also no less remarkable looking than David Duchovny.
0: I do know what he oh, looks like because I find him yeah. very ugly. Oh, Leone is hugely likable. I hope it doesn't sound like oh, we're I just shitting no, we, on no. I Ta-Leone. really like her.
2: I am Team Taya.
0: Team Taya and David Duchovny, get over it.
2: Yeah. God. <laughs>
0: So in People, uh, in an interview with People magazine in 2008, uh, David Duchovny said, and this is like right after he's, you know, checking himself in. um, He said, 12 years ago, I would have been hard pressed to understand why I'd want to be involved sexually with one person this long. Okay. And he added, before Taya, the longest my sexual interest would last would be maybe two years. But the real rewards of a relationship come after you've been together for a while, he says. That's where Taya and I are lucky.
2: How old was he? I just it's Shut it's up. like the musings of like a college student, like, like you know, like I used to just like want to like fuck a lot, but like now not I've realized anymore. that like relationships can also be super rewarding. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's want. what's called being in a relationship. <laughs> but also, like,
1: not wanting monogamy doesn't make you a sex addict.
2: Yeah, yeah. True. it just
0: makes you like
1: a human person. Like, I was gonna say man, but I also you know, monogamy is not forever.
0: Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, I think it's more like uh, years ago, I never realized why you'd want to be with one person sexually. But then I realized if, if in a divorce, she would get all the jet skis. So,
1: <laughs> And I love to jet ski. And then he just goes away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then he jet skied off into the sunset. Uh, so, the, so the article talks about how Duchovny fended off rumors of sexual addic- addiction throughout the 1990s. And he said, if you're single and in the public eye and you have a few dates, you're a I sex addict. I remember reading that quote, yeah. <laughs> he told Cosmopolitan in 1997. Uh, Lan also, Leonie also publicly denied the separation at the time, telling Elle in 1998, David was accused of being a sex addict, which I always found very exciting. And then I found out it wasn't true. And then I was bored.
2: <laughs> and then my life was ruined by his addiction.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I think that the celebrity who I know you're not thrilled with this, but the celebrity who whose description of sex addiction I found the most compelling was Russell Brandt. I know oh. it's compelling. I find him
1: intolerable. Tell me more about that because I love him I know I really? I know I find you him funny do I mean, he's annoying, but in a fun way. I think no. I don't like when men are that talkative. okay. That's also, really my only thing. I like I watched I thought I was gonna hate. Listening and watching Michael Douglas interviews, which I wanted to get into, found him very charming. I know he has some misconduct on his record, so don't say I love Michael Douglas. Well, let's talk about
0: Michael Douglas, if you want to talk about Michael Douglas
1: apparently. No, I just—because he—when I thought of sex addicts, I thought of him first for some reason. And then I Googled, and I was like, oh, yeah, he is there. And then what it really all boiled down to was he— was accused of it in like the '90s from a similar sort of like he's a sex addict, and then that went away. He married Catherine Zeta-Jones. No one brought it up again. It didn't come <laughs> up again until he had throat developed throat cancer, right? And then you know everyone's like, it's HPV. It's from eating pussy all the time, and it. And he, it said. he must it, well. It, he did say that, and then every everyone, but this is my point. Just because you want to eat your wife's pussy doesn't make you a sex addict. Like, you don't have have an underlying problem to, like, develop this disease from doing oral sex. Right. And he's not a sex addict. That's all been squashed.
0: Yeah, and afterwards he did say, like, they were on the rocks after that. Mm -hmm. And then he said, like, I'm so sorry that I caused her embarrassment. Yeah, I read that
1: part. And it's that was, I look, he's whatever. But Russell Brand, I've watched some of his (laughs) interviews where he brings up, His sex addiction and he's also like a former drug addict, alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And I do think that all falls like we talked about. I think that all goes together. And if you want to throw hyper sexuality in there too, go for it. I just find him uh insufferable to listen to.
0: Okay. Well, I'm gonna read lengthy quotes from him now. Oh my
2: god. (laughs) Strap in, listener. I mean any man that
1: names his book Bookie Wook can
0: fucking Go away. Yeah, that's tough. That's a that was a tough choice. That get he him made. to
2: the Greek. Am I right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that a movie he's in? Okay.
2: Yes. Open IMDb once in a while. Yeah, Jesus. Fucking,
1: yeah, she never like. She's like, oh, research. And he's like, you don't even fucking know. And you get don't even watch. Greek.
0: Get me to the Greek. That's what it's called. Get, get him to get him to
1: the, to get the, the Greek. Him get him me, me, Molly Kendrick man. to the Greek, please.
0: <laughs> you could never fit in at a Greek. <laughs> I don't know what a Greek is. Um so <laughs> <It's a> theater. <gasps> oh god. Okay, so Russell Brand uh in his biography that you hate, My Bookie Wook, <laughs> came out in 2007. He talks about how his dad brought him to Hong Kong oh. when he was 17. And brought and bought him a prostitute. Ooh, see, that, a lot of dads is, do that. Yeah,
2: that's, I think, like more common. Than, that's for you know, celebrity. Father. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was 16 and my own father <laughs> said, get in the car, son. <laughs> we're, we're going to, going to Thailand. To the brothel. <laughs> Just kidding. My father did not do that, for the record. Um, but I do think that that happens, like, I don't know. It happens a lot, especially with like hyper-masculine It happens freaks. a lot.
1: It happens a lot. What? Why? Yeah. To get it over with? Like, it's time to yeah. lose your
0: virginity?
2: Yeah, like, you're a man now, son. No, 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 no,
0: well, his dad was British, so.
2: You're but, a man yeah. now. So, son. what he did <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> but what he did say. We accents on this show. What R- R- Russell said, his dad said, uh, on the plane home, he said, I went away with a boy and came back with a man. That's See, perverted. Yeah. I think yes. dads
1: that do that to their sons are. Perps. Should be arrested. I think
0: it is perverted. It's so also because, like, so he and buys, you've heard it here first. He brought he bought Russell one. He's like, here's your starter. Yeah, pussy. <laughs> Holly. I really think that's how he. I look. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's probably how he phrased it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Here's yeah. your starter. In, pack. His, in his
2: journal, Russell Brand wrote got my first starter starter pussy. pussy. Yeah. Daddy gave me my starter pussy this eve. (laughs) Your accent is not on on point.
0: So his dad got himself two. He's like, I'm advanced. So he got two prostitutes. Did they
1: work in the same room?
0: Yes. Oh. Or maybe not in the same room, but they were definitely in the vicinity. So, oh, yeah, um, I'm sorry, you
2: can't say same room. So, what he
0: said was, I, I stroked the prostitute's name was Mary Lou, and he said, I stroked might. Mary Lou's hair and kissed her cheek and traced my finger down her perfect nose, scored by the cacophony from the adjacent bedroom. Yeah, come on, and you're juicy. You're juicy.
2: You're, you're
0: juicy. Ju- Imagine oh, hearing my. your dad bone. The next morning, morning, my dad, concealed behind a newspaper, folded down the top right-hand corner. Did you wear a condom with that bird last night? Ew. Oh, no, I didn't, Dad. He sniffed. You should (gasps) have. Then the corner of the page flicked up once again, and he was gone. In the course of the rest of that holiday, I had sex with loads more prostitutes, always got a hard-on, never wore a condom, (coughs) and never fell in love. In Bangkok, when bar girls and Pat Pong left their posts to follow me down the street, cooing and touching my hair, I felt that I had my dad's unequivocal approval. Yikes. It's really like, I mean... He didn't have a shot. It's
1: his dad's fault. I blame his dad for everything that happened to him after
0: that. So in 2005, uh, his manager, John (laughs) Knoll, forced him to go to a sexual addiction clinic called Keystone Clinic in Philadelphia. And (laughs) Russell Brand complains that he's like, it's not nearly as nice as the Meadow Clinic in Arizona. Um, which he calls which is a sex clinic the winky nick
1: ew I don't like him
0: and then he said that he had to go to sex addiction therapy because he's terminally saucy
2: oh my <laughs> god oh my this god. is somebody who Molly started this conversation saying she liked can you believe yeah, that yeah I know is, uh, I mean, he's a male Molly
0: that's fucking why <laughs> I don't belong in a male form it's <laughs> no, true but don't. I was just writing things down like Katie hate this I re- <laughs> So when he went to this place, this Keystone Clinic, his roommate was a man who had tried to elope with his 13-year-old stepdaughter
2: Was it Woody Allen?
0: Yes (laughs) Let's assume He successfully Zinger Zinger.
2: We don't like
1: him here (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So then he has to sign a contract promising that he'd refrain from masturbation, porn, seductive behavior, and sexual contact with another person What kind of contract is that? No, while he's in the yeah. (laughs) I was like, forever. But yeah, he says about sex addiction, we all need something to help us unwind at the end of the day. You might have a glass of wine or a joint or a big delicious blob of heroin to silence your silly brain box of its witterings, but there has to be some form of punctuation or life just seems utterly relentless.
1: I feel Hearing like that Brand, cured me of my sex addiction. <laughs> yeah. like, now I'm never going to be turned on
2: again. He's like a British children's author, but like with a disgusting brain. Yeah, and so it's just like, well, like kids, like this. It's just so gross. The way he speaks is I so, know, embarrassing. He's so embarrassing. embarrassing.
0: <laughs> my dinky wick was in a bit, a bit of a, a trouble pot. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> See, she is him. <laughs> it's like, it's like if yeah, it's like if Nanny McPhee was like a big time pervert. <laughs> <laughs> if like if Nanny McPhee lifted up her skirt and there was, and she was wearing like a giant strap on, that's what Russell Brand makes me feel like, and I like it, and I like
2: it. Oh, I did have a dream like that last <laughs> night. I was like Nanny McPhee, and she was like, "Get ready, I was like, get ready, boy." <laughs>
1: Who played Nanny
2: McFean? Emma Thompson. Who cares? Beautiful. <laughs> Open up IMDb.
0: <laughs> yeah, read a
2: fucking book. You're the
0: one who didn't know it. <laughs> no, I, I know. <laughs> um, he said, if my life proves nothing else, it demonstrates that this formula, like with drug and alcohol, mm-hmm. can be applied to sex just as easily.
2: Okay. I mean, yeah, so, I, yeah. I think I, I take his point that it's like I, yeah. a lot of people have like deal with their shit yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. Oh, this will come back in my anecdote later. Oh, yeah. And like, sex is one of those ways. It's an outlet.
0: Yeah, it's an outlet, honey. For sure. Wow, we're and making you a lot just of breakthroughs. Put break it thurs. right in that
2: outlet. <laughs>
1: you have <laughs> um, so out. your dick in an outlet.
0: <laughs> in this, uh, Brand <laughs> mentions Meadows as this like nice sex addiction therapy mm-hmm. that a lot of celebrities go to. Which celebrities Terphonic. you're asking? Definitely Kevin Spacey and oh. also oh, yikes. Harvey Weinstein. Ooh, not sex addict. Uh, can we talk a little bit about them? I'd like. To. Okay, and then I'll shut and up. And then never mm-hmm. talk about them again. Yes. So just to refresh your memory, Spacey has <laughs> <Don't>. sexual
2: <laughs> please, please conduct no allegations. Fresh enough
0: from all from over thirty individuals. Spacey? Yes. Ugh. So in December of 2018, it was announced that he would be arraigned on a felony sexual assault charge. Spacey faces charges of indecent assault and battery connected to an alleged incident in a bar in 2016 involvedi- involving the then 18-year-old son of former Boston area news anchor Heather Unruh. Allegedly, Spacey put his hands down the man's pants and grabbed his genitals. Oof. And then there's another accuser, but this past March, I mean, they're uh, I think they're what did I say? Thirty. Six? Yeah. Uh, mm, Is that the, what you said? He's facing—he's uh, not facing 30 charges. Oh, but yeah, that's the number of people who have accused him. Um, this past March, Spacey lost a motion to reveal the identity of a Monsieur who accused him of assault, mm-hmm. and that's like an ongoing um, court issue.
2: I actually have a quick personal story that involves this. <gasps> oh my God! <clears throat> um, so someone I went to college with, and he has written about this on the internet. So, so like, you oh feel like, I feel comfortable telling me. this story. Um. He is the son of like a quite famous actor and was, I think he was maybe 17 about when this Mm -hmm. happened. He was, uh, he had been asked to like read a scene. Uh, He was alone with his father and Kevin Spacey Mm -hmm. and he was seated beside Kevin Spacey. And they were reading this scene and his father like wasn't like paying attention, like wasn't looking Mm -mm. at them. And as it was happening, Kevin Spacey like started like touching him. (gasps) Like he put his like hand on his leg, and then he didn't know what to do. He was basically frozen, and so and With then his I, father in the room. Yes, and his father didn't realize it was happening. And he used to tell. I mean, he used to tell his story at parties when we were in college, and no! it was like it was like ha ha because it was like oh Kevin Spacey. Like there is also I think a level and of And no like, one
1: knew then that he ha- he was gay
2: right right or like, well, right? Or was like that like, he was yeah like rumors um but it was like this joke in college i think because we don't take seriously like the like assaults of like young men no yeah we and don't. and then it wasn't until like years later that he was like oh i've been telling this story like to get laughs at parties and that was actually like super fucked up
0: i can't believe you were sitting on this
2: yeah sorry i forgot to yeah wow should have put that in the notes
0: that's <laughs> so sad and terrible yeah wow can you say the famous actor that that guy was the son? Yeah, actor? I
2: mean it's like online, so I think it's like fine. Say um, the actor, not his the son's name. Richard Dreyfuss is the the actor.
0: Wow, big time! Wow, big Here. league! Yeah, I'm sure Dreyfuss is not happy about that.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Now,
0: so in 2017, that's when we first heard about that. Like that's when it came to the front that this was going on when Anthony Rapp, a Broadway actor. Said that Spacey had made advances on him when he was fourteen years old. Like basically tried to rape him. Made advances is being laid
2: on top of him. Yeah,
0: is that right? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, So in response to that, that's when Spacey chose to come out on Twitter and said, "I choose now to live as a gay man. I want (laughs) to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior." He apologized to rap, but has remained silent about the other accusers. Um so it's like been speculated that this is like him trying to spin it as like, oh, I've been weird. I've acted weird because I'm yeah. so self conscious so about I'm how so gay weird. I was. Right.
1: No, you're not weird.
0: Yeah, and it's like, no, the problem isn't that you're gay. No. The problem is that you um are a pervert. Or a yeah. molester.
2: Yeah, I was uh, in the closet for years. And
0: and did you abuse anyone?
2: No, I just buried rage that would come out later in unhealthy ways, (laughs) but never like that. Yes, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) So in December, I found this so creepy. Have you guys seen the Let Me Be Frank YouTube video?
2: No. Oh. Oh. Wait, hey, is that, Ken that Spacey him? did that was so weird. Oh, then yes. Yeah.
0: In December 2018, pieces. Sp- Spacey put out the Let Me Be Frank YouTube video. So he's doing a southern accent I and can't. he's doing his Frank character from House of Cards. Mm. And uh he's wearing an apron with Santa's on it. Interesting. And the whole time he's the doing perv of all. this like weird business with like <laughs> it's like this cheap like community theater bullshit where he's like, "Oh, didn't you come in there?" And then he's like washing mugs while he talks about it. And I just so wanted to folksy. go over po- part of the di- dialogue because it's so uh, creepy. He says, um, of course some believed everything and have just been waiting with bated breath to have me confess it all, blah, blah, blah. Uh, only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. But wouldn't you? Be- but you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? Ew. You wouldn't rush to judgment without <laughs> facts, would you? <laughs>
2: This is... Una- oh, my God. I'm You're developing unhealthy addictions right now. You're ruining now.
0: my dramatic pause. Did you? No, not you. You're smarter than that. And then, Don't look at so, me. <laughs> the Atlantic described his accent as a broad Southern accent, <laughs> which is generous. That's very kind of them. <laughs> and then he says, like, all this presumption made for an unsatisfying ending. So he's he put out this YouTube video. So it's him saying... Uh, Oh, uh, where he's obliquely referring to the fact that he's been accused of sexual assault by all these people, but then he's also talking about the fact that he got fired from House of Cards because he's a pervert, and he's like, wouldn't that be an unsatisfying ending because— they shouldn't have kicked me off the show. And so hes yeah. it's his uh, bid to yeah. get his audience to rally around him. And we demand Spacey get a better ending on that show. And he points out in that dialogue that you don't see him die on House of Cards. So he's mm. like, hey, Plathole, maybe I'm still alive. Producers, writers, hit Ew. me up.
1: It's the- Desperate. Imagine being his Desperate. lawyer.
2: I would, oh, my God. This
0: is the thing about psychopaths is yeah. they can never just shut their mouth. No, they, and like,
1: they have to go on fucking YouTube. Like, shut up. I don't like him. Let's stop talking about him.
0: Uh, yeah, let's start talking so about my favorite start. Harvey
2: Weinstein. Oh my god!
0: On October fifth, also these 20... are not sex addicts. These are both perps. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> October fifth, twenty seventeen, New York Times published a huge story about the accusations against Weinstein, which were an open secret in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Like you were saying with Kevin Spacey, it wasn't known to us, the slabs on the street, but right. in Hollywood, world, everyone knew. Also, everyone... Everyone... look at them.
2: Right. Sorry. I was yeah, Her I was like face. at a Walmart in Arkansas at that time. <laughs> Somebody was like Harvey Weinstein, and I was like, what? <laughs> 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 Where are the candles in the store? <laughs> That's really what we did. Yeah. Just small candles.
0: Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be a small town gay. Do <laughs> you? Uh. <laughs> Just Yankee. You go to the Yankee candle section.
2: We didn't even have. A the, wink and a were, nod. They were like generic Walmart apple cinnamon brand spice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. I like
2: the vanilla ones. The more it smelled like food, the more. It, mm. <laughs> yum, <yeah>. yum, yum, yum.
0: <laughs> it's all like a code where it's like if you hold up a vanilla spice candle, the other yeah, small town dealer with men that in, in the aisle, you
2: exactly, yeah. know what's Van- up. <laughs> yeah. Vanilla cupcake means you're into anal. <laughs> <laughs> Springtime marigold means you like fisting. It's a lot like that.
0: And fresh laundry means you just want to kiss. <laughs> So, <laughs> accused of uh, of some form of sexual misconduct by in the last count I found 87 women. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> he is indicted on five charges of rape and sexual misconduct in May of 20, 2018. Originally going to be six, but there was some detective police misconduct. Um, right. But, yeah, he's accused of—among the charges, he's accused of raping a woman in a New York hotel room in 2013 and forcibly performing oral sex on another woman at his Manhattan apartment in 2006. And I feel like it is a thing in the story where you think, hear about him like, oh, they'd show up at his hotel room like he did. Oh, I want to talk to you about your career. And mm-hmm. then they'd go up there, and he'd be naked or he'd, like, ask for a massage. But it's important to remember that he is accused of full-on rape besides yeah, all it's that. it's not
1: just, like, standing naked, which is awful. He has raped— what yeah. This allegedly. Is, um, no,
0: he's <laughs> Oh, my fucking God. Suing, right? We don't say allegedly. Oh, he can sue, sue us.
1: You know, okay. No, we don't. He's all
0: been right. convicted he's in been the been court of Yano, of, yeah. Yeah. Of um, women.
1: The court of women, which really is all that matters. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, <laughs> this was really interesting. I didn't find this out until I started reading about this. In The New Yorker, I read uh, an article about how he, uh, he hired, in 2016, before the New York Times article came out, he hired... Firms Kroll and Black Cube okay. to gather intelligence on the women who were accusing him. Oh my
2: god! Even those names just sound like comic book villains. To, like, yeah, get Black Cube on the phone. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I've got something. I'm imagining him as like a
1: cartoon giant fat turtle. Yes, yeah, like yeah. with a cat in right? his arms,
2: like, and he's yeah. just like stroking the yeah. cat. And he's like Black Cube.
1: Like, Ew, I bet he draws when he
2: talks.
0: And Judy <laughs> Dench is like Black Cube. Are you sure? <laughs> do bring her into this. <laughs> so two private investigators, let's picture two Judy Denches, come from Black Cube. And they were using false identities, and they met with actress Rose McGowan, who publicly yeah. accused, who hadn't yet, but eventually publicly accused Weinstein of rape, to extract information from her. One of the investigators pretended to be a women's rights advocate right. and secretly recorded at least four meetings with McGowan. Where she Whoa. probably just kept telling the truth. Yeah. You're not going to lie to a women's <laughs> rights act. Yeah. Um, in a statement to the Times, uh, Weinstein said, I appreciate the way I've behaved with colleagues in the past has caused a lot of pain, and I sincerely apologize for it. Though I'm trying to do better. I know a long way to go. Uh, he added that he's working with therapists and planning to take leave of absence to deal with this issue. Take on. leave of
1: absence from life, you fucking <laughs> nerd. I
0: want to talk about where they went <laughs> to deal with their problems. But first I wanted to mention that Nicole Prouse, the neuroscientist mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, um, said sexual harassment and assault are exhibitions of power and control. Yes. And typically people who are at adi- it or who are in addiction feel like they're out of control. So what Spacey and Weinsey did does not no, fit no, any no, 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 understanding sure. so yeah we but all also know that. you know
2: like those things also can't be seen as like mutually exclusive you know i mean you can you can be a sex addict quote unquote and also be a predator i'm just i'm not saying they're the same thing
0: is this just me or is he a huge harvey wine wow. oh my
2: apologist
0: <laughs> we should never have brought a man on this are you show. from black <laughs> yeah are you fucking
2: it's me judy <laughs>
0: Judy. From the Dame
1: <laughs> Judy Dench out of the My this. associate
2: second Judy Dench is in the hallway. Um, no, all I'm saying is that like even when you read <laughs>
1: people <No, laughs> like, even is. reading
2: that quote, like it, addiction makes you feel out of control, and maybe you assert you try to reassert control by being a predator. And I'm not saying that makes it excusable. I'm just saying that those things can happen. Well, side I would by like, side. like to
0: see a study that supports what you're I like, get what you're pre-styling. saying, but I just think we
1: can't call these rapists. Sex sex addicts. We can just call them the only one big thing, which is that they're raped. Sure. But they could also have a sex addiction on the side.
2: Right, right. Yeah. I mean I think that the fact that they are. (laughs) But I think when they try to say that
1: I'm a sex addict, like they try to use it as like an excuse for misbehavior. And the answer is you're a pig. Right. Right. I have some, a
0: uh, something that a, a doctor said. Sorry, sorry, Mark, so I don't want to step on your toes. You know, I, toes. I would love to
2: hear from one of my colleagues.
0: But Chris Donahue, <laughs> a nationally certified sex therapist, and I guess one of Mark's colleagues, <laughs> uh, said, What's really interesting to me about the spacey situation is that someone who doesn't have empathy, someone who doesn't respect boundaries, someone who's a sexual predator... There's literally no diagnosis that covers that. So what treatment would look like is similar to what they do for personality disorders. The personality disorder of narcissism, which is on the continuum of being a sociopath, is really trying to help someone who doesn't have empathy to develop a core sense of care and concern for other people. Um, For Donahue's part, he says he believes attempts like Weinstein's and Spacey's are attempts to uh, rehabilitate their persona and rehabilitate their character into a human being.
2: So their help is like make you a human, yeah. <laughs> like oh, maybe we can we can rebuild him like, like mm, fully, just replace all of his here parts. here that you're
0: not a good human. Mm, see, let me see what I have in my tinctures <laughs> and ointments. Um, so Meadows, this clinic. I wanted to briefly talk about what goes on at Meadows and we uh, want to
1: hear his personal yes. anecdote. Oh, okay. <laughs> they
0: offer a 45-day program that costs $37,000 a month.
1: Great. I've month? read
0: that a month. I've read that it's not covered by insurance, but at the oh. same time on their website they do say like we'll work with you. Uh, with your insurance, they um, said. Uh, so, okay. a daily schedule at the Meadows is uh, before breakfast. Patients have time to exercise in the fitness center or the pool, and daily yoga. And then there's like a bunch of counseling, peer meetings, fitness time, or acupuncture uh b- participating group theater th- therapies and spirituality practices before lunch uh blah 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 lectures experiences um experiences. and it's basically like <laughs> y- and then there's like more yoga yoga spa acupuncture I you yoga you should be bending over
1: a lot at a <laughs> Um, you do it in you,
2: little silos. They have like partitions. <laughs> they're all rooms. wearing like full armor.
0: <laughs> should you be doing equine therapy? Because that's another thing that they offer. No, I think you should stay Not away from. Yeah,
2: Mark shouldn't be doing <laughs> those that. horses away from me. Those swishy tails! <laughs> I swear to God.
0: Um, on the website, it says during equine-assisted psychotherapy, patients learn how to use their interactions with horses as a way to move past barriers in their relationships with family and friends. Horses are incredibly intuitive, as Mark will tell you, mm-hmm. which allows them to- do know
2: exactly what I want. Which allows I feel them
0: like to I'll,
2: I'll,
0: I'll, I'll. mirror a patient's emotional experience. Are you guys listening? Yes, no. a patient's horses, emotional experience. Horses are incredibly intuitive, which allows them to mirror a patient's emotional experience mm-hmm. to help that patient realize when they're present, disassociated, and how they are relating to the world around oh them. Imagining a horse just holding up a mirror, like- <laughs>
2: Also, mirroring your experience. Like, the horse looks in their eyes and is like, I'm a sex addict now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just mirroring their experiences.
0: I know what you've been through, man. Horses seem wise. Sure. (laughs) More from Donahue, Uh, that doctor I mentioned earlier. Sex addiction isn't real. (laughs) The treatment center (laughs) says... And the treatment centers that practice it are actually practicing unethically. Wow. Donahue tells me— or Sorry, that's from the Tells article. me. Donahue told me personally, it's not a diagnosis that's accepted by the American Psychological Association, nor can you bill it for insurance because a diagnostic— because oh. the DSM mm-hmm. rejected it. So the people treating sex addiction are working on a model created by the treatment centers themselves, and they're making a lot of money. So that's bullshit right there.
2: I mean, yeah, the thing is, like, rich Ew. people— Come out of sex addicts, then they go to a spa for six months yes. mm-hmm. and it looks good from a publicity perspective. It's like I'm seeking treatment. Yeah. And It's like no, you're riding horses and doing yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're
1: getting hornier by the fucking minute. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: The, the I mean I know I of a horse. I'm not into horses, but up, down. Sure, sure. Up, down. Right. You know, bareback, et cetera.
0: Freud, et cetera. He had a whole thing about like girls and horses and like why girls love he had horses. a lot of oh, things. God. Yeah. You know and then that? he was like, "Sit yeah. on my lap.
1: I'll pretend I'm a horse." Yeah, yes.
0: that's not. Let's not cast this on Freud. The man we is all dead. Know he was
1: a pervert and a that's homophobe. That's not a secret and he, a homophobe.
0: Well, he was a cokehead. Yeah, same. But I've never done.
1: We've all got our. Things. <laughs> We've all got our things, Molly. This is your cokehead. Doesn't I don't mean know you're whose
0: side I'm on anymore.
2: I don't know either. I feel confused after <laughs> so, this episode.
0: Mark, you told us that you had some close personal
2: experience. Ooh. With okay. So sex addiction. Um, Tell us about
0: how sex addiction has affected you personally.
2: Thank you, Molly, for giving me this platform. Oh to God, speak are we making fun of treatment in this no, episode? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> are we on also...
0: NPR?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's wrong with us. Thanks, Terry. Uh, <laughs>
2: I, when I was in college, I dated this guy um, fairly briefly, but it was it was brief but intense. I would call it. Mm. Um, and classic
0: so, sex addict relationship mm-hmm. go on,
2: <laughs> um, but even like it became monogamous fairly quickly, mm-hmm. which I was surprised by because I had the impression that this person like liked to have sex which fine great um and but because i'm a nosy bitch uh yeah. and yeah. i need to know the truth regardless of how it's gonna make me feel uh Shame. i couldn't stop myself from asking him how many sexual partners he had had and ah. this person mm. was younger than i was and i was in college and so he had been out for i think just under two years mm-hmm. and I asked him that question. He was like, oh, I have no idea. And I was like, okay, well, you know, just like a ballpark, ballpark number. yeah. And he was like, I really just don't know. And I was like, you know, just throw a number out there. Like, let me just, uh, let me hear anything. And he was like, well over 100. And I was like, okay. He was
0: um, like, who sent you, Judy Dent?
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <Wow>. Black Cube <laughs> found me again. Uh I'm sorry about all these voices. They all sound exactly the same. Everyone sounded
1: disappointed me a lot. Nanny McPhee
2: and this guy I dated sounded exactly alike, (laughs) and they both loved (laughs) strap-ons. But I was just so shocked, and I didn't want to be upset because he'd had a lot of sex. Yeah, and so, but I did feel upset, and so I was trying to like figure that out. And I think it's because it did. He used sex as. as an outlet when he was feeling a certain negative emotion. And so it was for him actually unhealthy because he would be stressed Mm -hmm. and he would think, I have to have sex immediately. And so he would like get on the apps and find a partner who was available right then. And that cycle would just repeat itself. Every time you felt stressed, every time you felt sad or Mm -hmm. anxious, he would just remedy it with sex. And so I felt sad about that.
0: Yeah, it's sad. Is there a chance... Is there any small chance that you were young... And maybe this was like a, a brag thing for him Where he just like wanted to no. Like create He's, a sexual mystique seemed he was ashamed No of he number. did Yeah
2: he had like a lot of shame Like okay. tied up in this
0: So I guess uh, some of the The psychologists sex that we've Talked about would say like That would probably What he was dealing with Would probably go along with uh, Depression or anxiety yeah. Yes
2: and he definitely Di- did Go hand in hand With yeah. like a lot of those other things Wow a real life
0: mm-hmm. sex addict mm-hmm. We just invite We picked the subject And you at random and you have stories. You yeah. have stories. Thank yeah. you for sharing them. You're well, a real expert.
2: If he's listening, turn it off now. Seek treatment. <laughs> Before I say your name first and last.
0: Just <laughs> and give your
2: phone number out.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if anybody wants to get some... We're gonna give you this guy's number. <laughs> <No. It's-
2: laughs> oh and he was a sweet, he was a sweetheart. And yeah. I also think that part of why he wanted to like rush into monogamy is because it made him feel oh, more stable, in control, yeah. yeah it's like he was yeah. in like this relationship that didn't allow him to like act out in that way
1: and like feel safe, right? Right? Safety is key. I think a lot of people sleep around or whatever, not all the time. If you have a hundred sexual partners that was all consensual and you felt good about it, rock on. Yeah. But you know, if it, if it, if you're acting out. Give us a call, <laughs> seek actual treatment. Like, E-mail. no one, yeah, no one here is telling, we're not making fun of anyone.
2: No, of course. I think not. we
1: laughed a lot this episode because we just enjoy Mark's we company. We love to laugh. But if you feel compulsive about these behaviors,
0: go to a doctor. Go to a doctor.
1: Yeah. And if I
0: you're uh, all of you out there who are listening, I hope you're happy, hope you're healthy. Yeah. And I hope you've enjoyed listening to NPR.
1: <laughs> I'm Judy
2: Dench and I'm. Signing off. <laughs>
0: and I'm reporting for Black Cube. And I'm Robert Johnson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nanny McPhee. Sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. For him
0: to discover me. I got a bad for David Duchovny. David Duchovny.